Hello to all our listeners. Today we will be studying the 11th chapter of Hilchot Ma'achalot Asurot. Halacha Aleph. Yain shenit nasech la'abodazara asur bahanaya vehashotem imenu kol shehu lokem in a Torah wine that was consecrated for Abodazara, idol worship, is prohibited from enjoyment. And of course, as well, prohibited from eating. And somebody who drinks from it even a little receives lashing from the Torah. And also, anybody who eats any food or substance that was consecrated or brought in worship to Abu Dazara, whether meat or fruits, even, even salt and water, and um, and we and the reason he's saying salt and water is because salt and water isn't considered food for many in many different laws like eruvin and um, other laws, even salt and water. Um, somebody who eats from them even a little bit receives malkut, as it says. It says in the pasuk in Ha'azinu, and um, as they shall um, when they eat helav um when they eat the um, uh, fats of their offerings and drink the wine of their consecrations. He says this in a, it's said in the Pasuk in a derogatory manner, um, as, as you know, in a derogatory way. Halachai bet. Yain shenit nasech laha kezebach shekarab laha. Wine. I made a mistake. Um, in the printed editions, it says here halachai bet, but this is not halachai bet. This is a continuation of the explanation of the Pasuk. So, wine that is consecrated to Abu Dazara is just like a zevah, just like meat that was brought to Abu Dazara, which is also, of course, prohibited. Because this prohibition is from, is, is the prohibition of Abu Dazara, of idol worship, even the slightest amount of it is prohibited. Um, as we as we know from the Patsuk, it says, and even the smallest amount of the harem of the Abu Dazara shall not be in your hands. Now this is the second type of category. We're gonna have three categories of prohibitions in wine of Goyim. So first category is wine that was consecrated for Abu Dazara. Second category, second type. Wine that we don't know if the Goyim did consecration on it or did not do consecration on it is called Setam Yenam. And it is prohibited from Hanaya because just like wine that was done consecration on. And this is a decree of the rabbis. And somebody who drinks Setam Yenam, even Setam um, Yenam, not any amount, but rather from Rebi'ait, from the volume of about 75 squared centimeters, um, is, the cubits, right, is, um, re- receives makat mardut, lashing from the rabbis. This is the third category. And any wine that was touched by a goy, is prohibited because there's a possibility that he did nisuch because the th- it's the thought of the goy that brings it to Abu Dazara. It's the, the kavana, the thought. And from here we learn that even wine that belonged to a Jew that was touched by a goy is like sitam yanam 
which is prohibited from enjoyment. Halakha he. Goy shenaga bayain shelo bechavana. Vechentino goy shenaga bayain asur b'shtiya umutar bahanaya. A goy that touched wine not intentionally. And also a, ch- a child that was a, a goy that touched wine. The wine is prohibited from drinking and allowed to be enjoyed. This is, this is the final category. So, so I'll just um, summarize. We have wine that we know is for sure consecrated. That is called Yain Nesech. We have wine that we don't know if it was consecrated or not. That is called Setam Yanam. And we have wine that we know that the Goy didn't consecrate it, because, that, that he touched it not on purpose, or that it was a child that touched it and the children of the Goy, um, according, according to the Avodah our rules, the ch- their children cannot do um, consecration. So it is not. So, so this is the third category. Um, the wine is not allowed to be draw, drunk, but it is allowed to be enjoyed. Somebody who takes slaves from the goyim and does, as was described in Al-Khud Bi'ot Asurot, um, he does Berit Milah and Tevilah on them. Immediately, once the Berit Milah and Tevilah was done on them, they do not cause Yain to be Menusach anymore. And they, they do not consecrate the wine because they're like um, not at the category of a goy anymore, that the category of slaves, of slaves that belong to Jews, and so they're not exactly goyim. And wine that they touch is allowed to be dr- drunk, even though they still, they don't, they, they aren't yet doing the customs and traditions of Israel, and they still have Abu Dazara in their mouth. In other words, they still pray or whatever. They, they still didn't completely stop worshipping Abu Dazara. Still, their wine is not considered Yain Nesech. It's not considered consecrated. Halakha Vav. The children of the non-Jewish slaves that were born in the um, hands of a Jew and were done berit milan, but still weren't, but you weren't yet done tevilan. The elder ones are prohibited. They pro, they disallow the wine from once they touch it, but the children um, don't disallow it. Now. What is elder here? I don't know. It's not clear here what elder means. I presume I presume elder means above the age of thirteen, just like in Jew, Jew Jewish, like with Jewish kids. Um, another thing that is not sure is there's no mention here of whether or not the isur of the older one who touches the wine is simply isur um, uh, hanaa or um, complete isur. In other words, is is it hanaa or only shetiyah? Is it drinking? Or also enjoyment. That it's not clear in the salacha. Um, it would seem from the context that um, this is regarding shetiyah, not hanaah, but not hundred percent sure. Um, one moment, right now. I, I just think it's noteworthy to mention that sitam yenam. The Talmudic reason for it is Mishum Hitun. That's an important thing to know. The reason Setam Yanam was prohibited is so that we don't marry into the Goyim. Halacha Zain. That does the seven Noahide laws and lives and is permitted, therefore, to live in Israel. His wine is prohibited from drinking and allowed to be enjoyed. 
And we allow him to be alone with the wine. And if he was alone with wine, the wine isn't prohibited. But we don't do hafkadat yain to him. We don't um, give him wine to to um, uh, pr- to protect or be in charge of for a long period of time. And any non-Jew that is not a idol worshiper, like the Muslims, their wine is prohibited from drinking, but mutar bahanaya, but allowed to be enjoyed. And so said, and so made Pesach all of the geonim. However, the Christians, they're considered to be idol worshippers, and therefore setam yenam is also prohibited from enjoyment. Because there's a possibility that it was consecrated. Any place where we say that the wine is prohibited, if the goy that touched that the wine was prohibited because of him was a idol worshiper, then the wine is prohibited also from enjoyment. However, if the goy that the wine was prohibited because of him was not an idol worshiper, for example, that he was a Muslim, then the wine is prohibited um, from drinking alone. And any place where we say goy setam in the following halachot, it's regarding um, in Obed Abu Dazara, a idol worshiper. Halachatet. In this halacha, in the next one, we will see types of wines in regard to consecration and prohibition. The only wine that could be consecrated to Abu Dazara is wine that is um, uh, that could go on the Mizbeach, that could be consecrated on the Mizbeach. And therefore, when the decree of Setam Yanam was made, the wine that was prohibited was only wine that could be consecrated on the Mizbeach. Therefore, and not any wine can be consecrated on the Mizbeach. Therefore, cooked wine that was tu- that, that belonged to a Jew, that a Goy touched, is not prohibited. And it may be drunk with the Goy in a single cup. However, wine that is Mazug, Raw wine, like in its rawest form, that wasn't um, done anything to, or wine that started, in, even if it started to lahmis to to, to um, um, become vin- like vinegarish, but it could still be drunk. If a goy touched it, it becomes prohibited. Now, we established that the Talmudic reason for setam yanam was because of marriage. Then, really, the question arises: Why is there an allowance here? To drink from the same cup with a goy. So some people tried to answer this question and say that it could be that because this was not common, then you know to drink that somebody uh, you know cooked wine was not a common thing, then they didn't prohibit this. However, I personally don't like this answer, um, and I'm just leaving the question kind of open. Um, I think it has some valid answers. I'm not going to get into them now. Halachayod, horuge one hamarav. Now, 
Geonim, Horu Geoneha Ma'arav, Geonim, as I said, is the Hachamim that came after the Talmud was um, uh, edited, you know, published. And they, it was a period of about four or five hundred years. The rabbis were all called Geonim, um, specifically those in Babel, in Babylon, in Iraq. Some of the Geonim, so Geoneha Ma'arav, though, refers to those ra- the Hachamim that lived in the lands of the Maghrab of northern Africa in the time of the Geonim. So some of the Geoneha Ma'arav, and this seems to be referring, and, and, and part of these, um, and, and Harambam later on in the Teshuvah mentions also that it wasn't only Geoneha Ma'arav that made this Pesach, it was also Geoneh Sefarad, Sefarad um, the great sages of Sefarad, um, part of them being Harambam's teacher's teacher, Rabbi Yosef ibn Megas. So let's see the decree that was made. They said that any wine that was belonged to a Jew that was mixed with some honey or some um, uh, um, yeast, because once it was mixed with those two substances, it is not able to be put on them, to be consecrated on the Mizbeach, then we consider it as though it was Mebushal, Yain Mebushal, or regular alcohol, and it does not reach the status of Setam Yanaim, and therefore it could be drunk with the Goy. And again, my question from last halacha still arises. Halacha Yod Aleph. From what state of the wine's um, creation, of the wine's um, making, is it prohibited if a Goy touches it? When they used to produce wine, it would be done in what's called a gat. A gat is like a wine press where they would step on the wine. It would be like in an area where they would step on the wine. And then um, uh, the wine would start turning into liquid and it would be funneled via some sort of pipe into a lower area where the wine would be stored, where the wine would be taken later on and filtered and whatever. So, once in the gut, in the higher part where the wine is stepped on with the feet, once the wine starts reaching liquid form, if the goy touches it when he's in the gut, it becomes prohibited. And therefore, um, some, uh, an individual shouldn't do dericha with a goy in the gut. Shouldn't do the this thing with the goy in the gut. Because um, he may touch it with his hand and do nisuch. And even if the goy's hands were tied, and we don't take a um, wine from a gut that a goy stepped in, even if the wine still didn't go into the lower chamber where the wine is usually uh, gets funneled into, because the goy did um, thing. Halachayot-Bet-Nukhrishe-Darachayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayayay
even though the wine was there, there was wine on his hands where he was crushing it, we don't um, uh, have a doubt here, because this is not the way which normally wine is done consecration on, so we don't have this possible doubt. The guy was eating, a Jew was eating from his grapes, and he, he had like a basket of grapes, and then he threw the, the basket, the grapes from the basket, into the gut where the goy was stepping. Even though the wine of the goy touched those grapes, as long as the goy didn't crush those grapes, the grapes are not considered, they're not prohibited. Now we're going to see where Yain Nesech, where the wine becomes, where the grapes of a goy become prohibited um, and the different um, uh, instruments of the wine pressing um, lose their, uh, you know, how they become prohibited if a goy used them and where they lose their prohibition or how they could get cleaned and put into use by a Jew. The harsanim and zogim, which are different parts of the grapes, harsanim um, are the seeds, and zogin are the peels of the grapes, okay? So shelagoyim, that belong to a non-Jew, are prohibited from enjoyment 12 full months. After 12 months pass, we know that they already have become dried and don't have any liquid left in them, any, any you know, wetness left in them, and therefore they're allowed to be eaten. Also yeast of the wine, um, after 12 months is allowed to be eaten. Because they don't have any wine in, left in them, and they're like dirt and dust. Okay, so the barrels of wine and the different vessels which Goyim used for their wine, okay? And we're talking about Nodot uh, Yain are specifically leather bags that were used in their times to um, store liquids um, uh, and their Kankanim, also leather leather storing bags for liquid. So they're prohibited to be put wine in until 12 months pass and they don't have any liquid left in them or until he puts them in the fire Okay, they, they would be able to be put in the fire. I guess the kankanim weren't the leather bags. The kankanim must be actual vessels of like, I guess, clay vessels. So he put them in the fire and the zephit that is left on them, the, the, the residue of the wine that is left on them, um, becomes um, uh, soft and, and, and kind of comes off. Um, or until he puts, or he could put water in them three days, con- three consecutive days and switch the water every day. Um... Only then he will be able to use these vessels, instruments that the goyim used for wine. Whether the, the, the instruments actually belong to Jew or a non-Jew, once the goyim put wine in them, they become prohibited. And if wine was put in them before um, they were cleaned, as was described, um, 
they, the wine is prohibited from being drunk. However, just regular alcohol or oils or whatever could be put in them and um, you, they don't need to be cleaned at all. And after putting cedar muryas, which are like um, uh, different pickled juices um, or fish juice, um, then these do not need to be cleaned because the, the salt in them, in these juices, um, you know, cleans cleans out the entire, you know, whatever residue would be there. Somebody who takes new dishes from a goy that aren't yet done, aren't yet mezupatin. They used to do what's called ziput. They used to take zef, wine um, and 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 cover and 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 fill the. They used to cover the dishes with zefet. It's like with tar to make it stronger. And then they would usually put wine on the tar to, to make, to close, to kind of like seal it. So that's why if it has the tar in it, it would be prohibited. So somebody who buys new dishes from a goy that don't yet have that tar on them, um, the dishes are allowed to be used with wine immediately. We don't need to be scared that they may have put consecrated wine into them. And if they have zefet on them, if they have this tar on them, then the dishes must be rinsed, even even though they're new, because they, we, as as I said previously, the tar used to have wine put on it for aesthetic reasons. Also, wine that yainesech that consecrated wine was put in, but not um, stored in, like a funnel or whatever. Then he, all he has to do is rinse it and then he may use it. Also, a porcelain cup that the goy drunk with um, is not allowed to be drunk two, one and two times after, um, after being. Um, uh, is not allowed to be drunk wine in one or two, um, one or two uses after. A goy used it, so you, the go, a Jew may use it to drink water or something else, but he may not drink wine with it. And then on the third use, he may use it because the whatever residue of wine is there is not there anymore. And this is um, regarding a cup that has what we call sipui abar. Sipui abar, they would strengthen the porcelain or the glass with with some sort of metal. Metal, um, usually it would be mercury. Um, so, so, so they would strengthen the the dish with it to make it more, I guess, waterproof or easier to clean, or whatever. Um, so, if it was, um, uh, one moment, I, I lost the place. So, if it was strengthened with this abar, with this metal, then it would be allowed to be used two uses after. But if it wasn't. Um, uh, or if it was mezupat, but if it wasn't, if it was just regular porcelain that didn't have any special, you know, ceilings on it, then it would need hadaha, it would need rinsing. So porcelain dishes that had this abar on them that were like, um, you know, strengthened with this abar that were used for yain nesech, if they were white or red, we're talking about porcelain or black, they're allowed. But if they were green, they're pro- prohibited because the green, um, uh, um, it, um, it swallows, um, more. 
ואם יש בהן מקום מעולה של חרס בין לבנים בין ירוקים אסורים בין שם בולעין and if there's a place of חרס that is literally uncovered with nothing with no like inner cover then it is prohibited because the חרס swallows also ויראה לי שאין הדבר אלא שכנסו בהן לקיום אבל לא כנסו בהן לקיום הדיחנו מותרים אפילו שחרס הרמב״ם is saying that it seems to him יראה לי again this is his opinion he doesn't have a source in the Talmud that this is only regarding a case in which The, these dishes were used to store the wine but if they weren't used to store it but only just the wine was went in them you know for I don't know for a short period of time then even Hades could be used with Hadaha Halakha So a gut, which is a wine press of, of stone or, or wood, the goy de derichain, or a wine press, of, uh, so, or a wine press that goy, that a goy de ziputan, even though he didn't press it, press in it, the pr- it must be rinsed with water and then dirt four times and only then can the Jew press in it. And if it still had, and if it had, Um, liquid in it then first he puts the dirt then the water and if it doesn't first he puts the water then the dirt Halakha Kaf Alef Gat shele ebn mezupetet shedarach baha goya or gat shele ezefuta afal pi shelo darach baha sarich liklof et azefet a gat of stone that had ziputa on it that a goy did derichayin that a goy pressed in with his feet or a gat of wood that had zefet even if it wasn't done if it wasn't pressed the zefet the tar must be נקלף, must be peeled off. ואם ישנה השנה מעשר חודש ונתן בה המים שלושה ימים מעט לעת אינו צריך לקלוף. However, if 12 months passed without being used, or water was put in three consecutive days in and out of the gut, he does not need to peel it out. לא תהיה הגת חמורה יותר מן הקנקנים, לא נאמר לקלוף, אלא להתירה מיד. The gut won't be more um, uh, um, prohibited than the קנקנים, which are, קנקנים are, we said, the different, um, uh, um, uh, dishes of the goyim, which wine was drunk in, um, stored in. So a gut, where the wine is, pressed won't be worse won't be more uh, stringent we won't be more stringent with it than we are on the kankanim of goyim um and yiklof the idea of kelifa was said to pro- pro- permit it immediately to permit the gut immediately for example the jew wanted to use the gut um he needed to use it that day so then he would have to do the peeling and then he would be able to immediately use it a wine press a gut that was made out of porcelain uh, not porcelain um, uh, clay um, even though he peeled off the zefet he is not allowed to immediately do a press in it until he heats it up with fire to um, uh, um, unstrengthen the zefet to make the zefet softer or if um, wait 12 months or put water in it three consecutive days and then it'll be allowed Mashmeret is a sifter um, they used to make sifters out of different animal hairs or, or things like that to sift the wine in so a wine sifter of goyim If it was made out of hair, if it was made out of hair, then he has to rinse it and then he can use it. But if it was made out of wool, then he must do hadaha. He must rinse it with water and then um, uh, um, and then dirt four times 
and then leave it till it dries and then he can use it. And if it was made out of shesh, shesh is um, uh, um, linen, then he has to wait 12 months. And if, and if any of these um, sifters had um, knots in them, he must undo the knots before doing this. And any um, uh, also sifters that they would make out of different plants, um, different plants. If they were um, uh, sewed with ropes, then he does have the high. He rinses them. And if they were tied one with another in a difficult knot, then he has to clean them four times with water and, and, and dirt, as was described earlier. And then he can use them. And if they were sewed with linen, then um, uh, he has to wait 12 months, and if they have knots in them, he must undo the knots. The different vessels and um, um, dishes in the gut itself that a um, uh, non-Jew, a goy, did yain nesach, and how do we make them pure again so a Jew may do derichan this gat? So the gat consisted of different elements, parts, the d- different you know moving parts. It wasn't just one. The wine press was had different parts in it. So there um, are parts called dapin, adashim, lulavin. So the dapin, so hadapin ve'adashim ve'lulavin madihan. These he rinses. Um, the dapin would be on top of the stone of the press they'd put like a wooden beam of sorts so that is the daf adashim is the actual stone itself which the wine would be pressed on lulavin are um, uh, palm leaves that they would use to clean the gut afterwards so these three he does he rinses the akalim of nisarim is a round, <clears throat> a round basket made out of nisarim, out of different, out of small um, uh, sticks, in which they would, it would, it would be, they would put the um, grapes in in order to squeeze. And basbus is canvas, so also, also they would put the grapes in and be like a basket. This he has to. Um, not only he has to not rinse, but rather um, uh, um, clean. He has to wipe. Um, and if they were made out of shifa or gemi, shifa being, as um, Rambam describes in Perusha Mishnayot, very, very thin, thin uh, little um, sticks that would be used. I don't know exactly what. Gemi is a superus. Um, it's a certain plant that is very that is um, um, swallows the wine more. So these you would need to wait twelve months. And if he wants to clean them immediately, use them immediately. If he wants to use them immediately, then he either does haga'ala and then with boiling water he puts them in the boiling water in a certain manner. Or he puts them in boiling um, uh, um, uh, water that previously boiled olives, or he puts them under a sinor, 
under a pipe, and by pipe we mean like a natural water running pipe, that its water was naturally coming out, or under a ma'ayan, natural natural spring, that its water water was coming out for 12 hours, and then it is mutar. These, then the following two halachot are very interesting and element, very basic, important halachot to know regarding the ne'emanut. How do we trust a person regarding these laws? Okay? So, when the land of Israel belonged entirely to Israel and most of the people there were living there were Jews, most of the Jews lived in Israel. In those times, they used to take any wine from any Jew living in Israel and they wouldn't um, you know, be scared and doubt and have to check after him. And out of Israel, they would take the wine only from a Jew as long as they knew specifically that he was, um, he used to do these laws. And in our days, we take wine. We don't we don't take wine, but rather only from somebody who we know for specifically that is muhzak bikashrut that performs these laws. As well as wine, cheese, and um, fish that we don't know if they're kosher or not, um, as was described in Peragimil al Chakaf Aleph. Somebody who is a guest at somebody's house in any place in any time, obviously a Jew. And this person gave him wine or meat or cheese or a piece of fish. It is mutad. It is permitted. And he does not need to ask him if these things are kosher. Because even though, even if he doesn't know him and know that, and all he knows about him is that he's a Jew. Um, if, and if the person is known to be a kasher, uh, is known that he's not kasher, he does not, we know for a fact that he does not um, uh, perform these laws, then it is prohibited to eat by him. Or to be a guest by him, and if he um, ended up being a guest by him, he may not eat the meat or his wine until a person who we do trust says that these are um, permitted to be eaten. And with this, we finish the chapter. Baruch Adonai Amen